that uh, Fabrizio Romano did an interview on some podcast like yesterday or something or the day before and he said that Arsenal is looking at a player but he doesn't want to reveal the name yet until he gets more information I don't know if you saw that but and he also said that uh, he likes how quietly that they're moving in the transfer market this season which I thought was really interesting yeah I heard that I guess it said Arsenal is looking about two or more players left to go for this window mm. and um yeah, and then I heard that, you know, they also keep it on the hush-hush that who's going to be the surprise player. I see a lot of Arsenal fans are saying it's probably uh, Serge Gnabry. I, like, I don't <laughs> know about that. I, I sincerely doubt that. Yeah. But uh, who knows? It, but I, well, it shows that they know that they still have, you know, more players to get, more sorting out to do. Yeah. Um, and, and so uh, kudos to them for actually... You know, getting stuff done. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we're forgetting. We've had like what one month so far in the transfer market, and I think the number one target has finally been announced, Jesus. So finally, yeah. I mean, so I mean, now it's just the other um, CM and. Uh, possibly left back um but you know the another news that came out was that uh i i know i heard this i heard this on AFTV, <laughs> um so i'm not sure but um that uh edu had spoken to paul merson at an event and he said that there was two signings that they were looking at um, that are coming in soon or something. So I don't know. I'm just, these are just rumors in the windmill, in the pipeline. Yeah, there's rumors, rumors. Take everywhere. of it what you will. Um, I don't really read too much in any of those things. I mean, I, Romano, I, there's a lot more credibility. So you can kind of uh, be a little bit more um, invested in what he's saying. Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's all that stuff happening in Arsenal, but uh, right before we get into one of the biggest stuff that's happened so far, welcome back to the show. Once again, I know this is coming to you late, but we're still coming to you live from, well, not, we're not live. <laughs> yeah, from, live! Yeah, from New York as always, I'm your host, G-Day. And live from New York, it's Football by the Sea. <laughs> one Starring! <day. laughs> One day, one day we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll come back to the show once again. Yeah. So, what I believe so far is the biggest news of the window is Ronaldo wanting to leave Manchester United. I know we're a bit late, but it's still worth. It, I, I feel like everyone they've been talking about it every day since that news kind of dropped. Because it's massive news. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo. I know some I guess he's looked around what's going on there and feels like the club can match his ambition. Although uh I did see some people were suggesting that he wants to leave for a selfish reason and that if he doesn't play in the Champions League next season, then Messi could overtake his goal scoring record in the Champions League 
And so because of that alone, he wants to leave. And I was like, wow, some people really think that little of him. I mean, I think people also really look at him and Messi as consistently checking each other every single moment. I mean, these guys have their own individual lives and goals that they want to personally achieve. I don't think they're always looking at every single little, like, oh, if I don't play in Champions League, that means that this is going to happen with Messi. Yeah, I don't agree with that sentiment at all. I know there's always been this mentality that's, you know, Ronaldo, like, between Messi and Ronaldo, in a way, Ronaldo's sort of the villain mm-hmm. that, you know, he, he gets annoyed when like the way he carries himself yeah like because you see him like throw like little tantrums on the field and stuff like that and so while Messi appears like this meek humble person (laughs) saint yeah and and so anytime there's something negative it's like you're so quick to believe when it's Ronaldo Mm -hmm. but with Messi it's always like oh no like the golden child of football yeah it's uh, it's it's always fine but anyway but uh, that aside do you think it's right for him to leave United or that, you know, or that? Look, man. What do you just think of it? The dude is 37. Um, he doesn't have that many years left. And in my opinion, if you've pretty much achieved almost everything uh, in world football, um, besides winning the World Cup, uh, you're going to want to maximize the couple years that you have left. Like, you know, he's maximized his year so far. And for him, he's just he's just an overachiever, plain and simple, in, in every facet of the game. And, you know, being that uh, he's one of the few players in the world with the, the, the level of star power that he has, you know, there's only a few people in football. And let's say if you look at each different sport, there's a couple people that, they they can make clubs make decisions. Um, mm-hmm. I think Ronaldo is one of those people, uh, and you know he's he wants to see ambition. At least that's what the story is that he hasn't seen the ambition so far from Manu in the transfer window. Um, obviously, you know they're trying to implement Ten Hag's philosophy and everything, but he's looking at the time like, yo, I don't have that much time left to to start a new uh, process or project from the ground up. I'm trying to go into the final year. So at least from my perspective, so I can't really begrudge him. Like he, some people may say he's the problem. Some people don't believe that, but listen, you can't argue with, you know, however many 20 plus goals a season at 37. Like you really can't argue with that. Yeah. That's, I mean, I agree with a lot of the things you said. It's, um, uh, you know, uh, he. Uh, there was something that uh, someone said recently that I think carries a lot of weight in that, you know, I did, he was in Manchester United back when they were on top of the world. You know, he, his teammates back then were, I mean, he played with people like Roy Keane. He had uh, Scholes. Mm-hmm. He had, uh, you know, all these big name players, yeah, Wayne old, Rooney and stuff. You know, these were people that, you know, their mentality was, you know, you have to step up, you have to play, we're going to win, all that stuff. And pretty much when you're the person who, who's not pulling his weight, they pretty much got rid of you. Like, uh, you know, the uh, 
uh, he's he's left Watford now, but uh, Ben Foster, mm-hmm. the goalkeeper. Yep. He was at Manchester United for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think he was there for maybe like a season or two. And in one of his podcasts, he said that when he got there, that you know, for him, he kind of just saw it as, okay, this is just a job. If we win trophies, great. If we don't, you know, I'm fine. But I said that everybody there took it super seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it was like it was life or death. And that, was, that, that was the mentality. That said, was what? that was the mentality there. And then you know, Ferguson. I said that for him, it was like a bit too much. And I was like, yo, like I just want to play football, <laughs> cut my check, and go home. Which you know is also fair. It's you know it's also a job. So I think Ronaldo, I guess that mentality was already in him before he even got there. So yeah. it's ingrained in him. So it's like him still having that mentality yeah. and then now being there where I guess maybe to him it's just a bunch of prima donnas or players who just feel like eh, it's Manchester United we already have this so or, we can just chill we're gonna make our money you know the ambition level is not anywhere near the same as when he was there before and his has only gone up <laughs> yeah he's won everything like he left there and won pretty much everything like yeah he wasn't he amazing won there and then left and won became even more yeah know. i mean he started great at united but his greatest years were at real madrid mm-hmm. so even though like we say here he, he's a manchester united legend i mean he is in a way more of a real madrid re- legend than he is a manchester united yeah. uh, uh, legend so it, it's uh I don't know. I know, like, there's a lot of United fans who are like all over the place with this. Some feel like you know. Yeah, it's very, it's right. very mixed um, with Ronaldo. It's, it, it kind of feels like fifty-fifty from a lot of the Manu fans that I see. Whether they they think he's the best thing for them or the worst thing for them, and there's no one really in the middle uh, from from all that I've seen and heard. Uh, but. I feel like I can't begrudge him wanting to do what's best for his career. Um, there's a couple players, like I said, I feel that have earned the right to, to be able to say, listen, if you're not showing me what I want, you know. Okay. Not saying that people should be prima donnas or they should hold the club to ransom, but some people have kind of earned a certain level of, you know. Yeah, I know he's shown that, you know, he can... I guess he could he could bring not just trophies but also a certain level of prestige to a club. Mm-hmm. And um I, I guess I, I guess I think if we go back a couple of weeks, I think there were rumors that I guess I that Chelsea was interested in in uh, in getting him. And and everyone just shut that down, like there's no way that would happen. Mm. But then what if Chelsea does push for a move for him? The thing thing is, like, do you think he would go? And if he does go, does that mean that, you know, um, maybe there was a bit more truth to the rumors that Manchester City wanted to get him the season before? Because because apparently the rumors is that it wasn't that close, but also apparently was really close, and that's why Manchester United went in to get him. Um, I believe that the rumors could possibly be true because the way that I've seen Chelsea moving right now in the transfer market with their new owner, Ted Bowley, taking on the the role of, I guess, technical director or sporting director. 
Yeah, apparently he's doing everything. There. He's really trying to like endear himself to those fans and and really like bring the club, bring a certain level of bring statement signings in. That's why they're they're trying to go for Rafinha. They're trying to go for a Sterling, which you know, I think they the news is that they've agreed um, terms with him. So I think that um, it's very possible that they could be looking at him, and a lot of not too many but some places might be monitoring that situation the only problem is not many clubs are able to afford uh ronaldo to be honest and does manny want them to does manny want to sell to a rival of course not that's why i believe the city thing is true because um when that was going on a bunch of ex manu players a lot of the ones that are pundits now they came out and said, oh, uh, I called him immediately. You know, we were on the phone. We were texting this and that. So many people from Manu were saying that they, at least people that he played with or, you know, his former teammates were like, they went to try to handle that situation to make sure it didn't happen. So I, I do believe there's some truth to, to City trying. And City were looking for a forward. They couldn't get Kane in so I think it's possible that they were looking at him um, and I think the mistake that you know if we look at Manu now the structure is changing with the the, the hierarchy of um, who's handling all the football related things and, and transfers and um, they've given Ten Hag power and you know the different people are coming in now people that are f footballing people not just um uh managers uh in in different like corporate life so um i think the previous regime would have looked at oh my gosh the other manchester team wants to get one of our best pl uh, former players legend etc i think they would make decisions like buying that player off of that kind of whim so i don't know if manny would do that now but yeah, that's I, I do believe that there's some truth possibly. I don't know, but do you think they want to keep an unhappy Ronaldo? I mean, I I feel like just for his sake, he'll probably be a professional and probably still score goals. But yeah. then I guess they had their first training was it this week or last week, and apparently he didn't show up, and then he cited uh, family reasons. Mm -hmm. Uh. I mean that may be true, but to the outside, it it just doesn't look. Uh, it, it doesn't paint a good picture. And so it, it's uh, it well for it's a terrible position to be in, especially for the new manager Ten uh, Ten Hag. Mm. Or maybe it could also be a blessing in disguise, because having someone the stature of Ronaldo in your team, everyone expects you to play him. Mm -hmm. And there's very few arguments against that because no matter what happens, Ronaldo guarantees you goals. Mm -hmm. e even if you play him in a system that doesn't suit him, somehow he still bring scores goals. Yeah, which is why I can understand why some people were saying that you know he he was the uh, I, I, I guess he was the uh, venom and the anti venom at Manchester United, but problem was that United weren't scoring goals uh, that much um, before 
uh, before he came, I think the person who had scored the most goals was was it Rashford? So I know it was like fourteen or fifteen. Was it Rashford or was it was it Cavani? Or was it? No, no. no I, th- I think the last person to score a lot of goals for them in a single season was uh, was Robin Van Persie when they won the league the last time, and before that, it was Ronaldo himself. Well, who was the top goal scorer the, the previous season to Ronaldo? I think it was probably in? Bruno. Oh, I think so. Maybe, yeah. But then he just fell back. Yeah, people were. I saw some people saying that oh, Ronaldo's presence ruined it for Bruno. But I was like, how did it ruin it? Like, so people were saying that so, so normal situations, when maybe Bruno would have scored or shot the ball, mm. that he would have looked for Ronaldo instead to pass the ball to. Mm. And I was like, well. I don't then shouldn't he have had like more assist or something but yeah i, and, I don't and know it, it doesn't make sense then how is it sancho who's like an amazing winger i don't know it was just not pulling the numbers you expect him like i, I can pretty i can much still the entire give, team underperformed yeah. last year yeah and I, I just refuse to believe that ronaldo alone caused no 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 those, that's that's too simple of an idea that's too simple to of underperform a, yeah, um, but honestly, um, let's see what they do in the transfer market. Let's see come August where they are with the players that they've signed. You know, they're looking I mean, at. They're still trying to buy this, this Brazilian winger, Anthony from Ajax. I think now they're offering about sixty million. And they're also trying to get um, Leandro Martinez. Um, and now, right now, it's like a, I guess, neck and neck between Manu and Arsenal for that player. Um, the center back who also can play left back um so it's really about where the player wants to go at this point because i think both clubs are willing to um i guess meet uh ajax's valuation so let's see what happens with with that um a lot of people are saying he'll go to manu because of their relationship with ten hag and he was his old manager but we'll see what happens with that um which other transfer uh, news has come out? I mean, not no big movements have, have happened. It's still speculation. I think the only other big movement we can say is that uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Mauricio Pochettino has officially left PSG. Oh, he has. I did not even see that. Yeah, he is. They have. Uh, I think I, I forgot the guy's name. You need manager. I'm sorry. I I am terrible with these with these names. Um. Wow. So another Pochettino is left. Where is he gonna go? That's a interesting question. I think. That's the. I can't think of any teams that are in like dire need of like a new manager. Because at first I was thinking maybe he could go to uh, Newcastle, but Eddie Howe is doing pretty oh, good no, stuff there. I don't there. think so. So that I don't think that's gonna happen. I mean, maybe he could go to another place in Spain or Italy. I don't know. There, I think there might be teams there that could use his uh, his expertise. Yeah, I think it remains to be seen. Um, but anyways, good luck to him. Um, it's unfortunate, but PSG, you know, you know how they operate. 
Yeah, um, I think at this point, all they care about is just winning the Champions League. Like winning the league for them, literally means nothing. Yeah. For them at this point, as they they want that Champions League, and I guess that win, I believe they feel is gonna solidify them as a as a powerhouse. And and in a way, I kind of see why it didn't go wrong because I think Pochettino is a kind of person that's. I think he's the kind of person who is perfect for like a project and he's already shown that at Tottenham and at Southampton mm-hmm. at both those places he got these young players who were hungry and were able to nurture them I was able to and he really showed that at, at Spurs with the hype being getting them to that uh, Champions League final so so I think him having those like huge players like yeah Neymar Messi Mbappe I mean, even just from the rumors of the contract we heard that Mbappe signed, just yeah, that Mbappe contract is oof. that yeah, is I the mean, wildest like, thing I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, yeah, like a p- player power is at a is at a whole new level there. So it's like, yeah, I just feel like it, he, uh, yeah, that's why I felt like okay, he, he would have been perfect for uh, a place like Newcastle when they first got him, but he was still a PSG. But but kudos to how he's doing well there. And yeah, I don't think there's anyone. The only person I can think of is if if Lampard doesn't do a good job at at Everton, mm-hmm. then I can see them going for him. Or if he still doesn't have a job by that point, mm. uh, I don't know. No, you can. No matter. Look. Honestly, while Lampard keeps getting jobs, I don't know because he hasn't proved anything. What really has he done as a manager? That's fair. That's true. That's true. He only got the Chelsea job because he was a legend. And he only got this Everton job because he's English. Well, um, moving on from those guys. uh, Yeah, so I think his name is Christophe Gauthier. Yeah, Christophe yeah, Gauthier. He's the former manager of Lille or something. Um, yeah, good luck to him with Messi, Mbappe, and Neymar. <clears throat> you know, I think, uh, I don't know, with PSG, they just need someone that, that has an iron hand with these big-name players and that, that can organize them and just make them work together as a team. Um, in other news, a lot of people uh, are saying that Spurs have the potential to put on a title challenge, which I don't really believe. Um, you know, they just completed the signing of Richarlison officially. And um, there's a lot of bit debates about whether uh, Richarlison or Jesus will score more in North London. Yeah, I've seen a lot of those uh, debates all over the place. Funny thing, I saw, is it was it for Talk Sport or something? Anyway, well, someone made... Uh, uh, this video and try to see who was going to be the better player for Arsenal and, and Tottenham, and so he put both pl- both players in, uh, in 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 FIFA 22 for Arsenal and for Tottenham, and then he simulated the entire season to see wh- which player will have more more uh, uh, the better s- stats at the end, and it was a Spurs player. I mean, a Spurs, a Spurs fan who was doing this, and so at the end of the season. Like Spurs in in that simulated season, finished I think eighth 
while Arsenal finished fourth. Arsenal won the FA Cup. They beat Spurs in the semifinal. Uh, let's see. Uh, like Liverpool won the Carabao Cup, beat Spurs in the final. <laughs> and then when he t- went to check the stats for both players, I think he saw Jesus scored about, I think, 12 goals and like four assists. And then for Richarlison, two goals and one assist. Wow. I mean, and, then, <laughs> and I was like, look, honestly, like it's dumb and it has no bearing on what will actually happen. But the fact that people are taking this like oh who got the player better player to, to this yeah, extent to these extremes is just and like that's simulating a whole season and stuff and they're even like, going to their um you know because they're both in the brazil team and they're going to the records for brazil and they're like oh richarlison starts for brazil jesus wasn't called up in the last uh team selection and i'm like i mean I think it'll be interesting. I think the thing with Richarlison, he he has a lot of. He's very like feisty. He's very spicy, and I think he, people feisty, I know, fans I, like that kind of you know passion merchant type of thing. Yeah, and that's all fine. I think what people seem to forget is uh, Richarlison is not a first team player. He's not going to be a first team player for uh, Spurs. Um. Well, that's that's a good shout because what's gonna like. How much is he gonna play with Kane there? I don't think he's gonna. St- he's not gonna start those Champions League games. Kane is. Um, is he gonna come off the bench? You know, it's gonna be interesting to see how they uh, do that move. I just think no, that he's definitely. I think Spurs front three is pretty much set. Yeah, it's Son, Kane, and uh, Kulusevski. Kulusevski. And Richarlison is a person they brought in that can play pretty much all three positions. Fair enough, fair enough. So he's he's definitely, he was brought in as a backup. I think people were throwing their arms up because they're like, you know, most people don't pay up to like 60 million for a, for back- a backup. And, but then someone said that, well, City paid pretty much 100 million for a backup in Jack Grealish last yeah, year. Yeah, City's transfer business is completely different than most clubs. It's completely different, but, you know, City were planning for the future and I guess they also wanted like an, and they mostly pay that because he's English. They wanted more mm-hmm. English homegrown stuff in their uh, in their team. While for Spurs, this is purely to appease Antonio Conte. It's not about no, Conte is not someone who builds for the future. He no no he does it for the now. And so it is a it's like a uh, this is what we need right now sort of solution. Yeah. Which Richardson is a very good player. He was pretty much. Sp- uh, Everton's best player uh, last season. I mean, he pretty much stepped up because I think Calvert-Lewin was practically He was injured, injured for most of the yeah, season. For like yeah, for like 90% of it. And so it's it's a very good buy on their end. It's uh, a good buy. I just think, you know, the, the Jesus deal is a better deal given that he's a proven winner. Um, you know, four Premier League titles. He's been in those pressure situations, scored in big games, and also... Um, not that I'm saying Richardson won't score or anything, but uh, you know, and he went for less money, and to, to be able to pull that deal off, to come to a team that isn't even in the Champions League, like you, you need to be able to convince a player with that um, <clears throat> level of 
that that pedigree, that that status. Even even I think a lot of things that people are saying against Jesus is that um, he was like the backup striker there. He was never he never came out of yeah. Aguero's shadow. Yeah, true. He never came out of his shadow, and even when Aguero left, he still didn't become the main man at mm. City. So, so because you know, I mean, even we we ourselves we mentioned it that you know, City scored a hundred goals, got a hundred points, and they mm-hmm. did all that without a quote unquote striker. Mm-hmm. Well, Jesus was there the whole time, but he was always scoring. Yeah, no, even without a- playing. As much as I guess you know, yeah, I know he, he would have liked. He didn't start as many games, and the funny thing is, like when you look at his stats, most of his goals came when he played the striker center forward position, mm-hmm. and then I think then the second most is when he played right wing or left wing. So yeah, I think it's still good business in that they're getting a very versatile uh, forward. Yeah, he can play all three positions. Play all three positions, but then. He said it in his interview that he has come to be the center forward. Yeah, with uh, Spurs, they're like they're they're just getting depth, which is what you need because you know there's it's gonna be a lot of games, mm-hmm. and also you know then with this crazy workout that's in the middle. Yeah, and, and I think Jesus is trying to get into that team. He wants that position. Um, no, I believe Richard. I mean, Richarlison to want to get there. I think. For Brazilians, the highest thing is the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, all the club stuff is nice, but winning the World Cup, you're pretty much a hero back home for life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think so. that's the one thing, because like, I think Richardson th- probably would still go to the World Cup, even though he's not going to play as many games while he's at Spurs. But I think he's still good enough that the Brazil sc- score will call on him. So it's, it, 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 it's a great buy for... Uh, for both teams, um, right? Uh, the the comparison stuff it's is is just is just weird. Yeah, so I saw some people discussing it, and there was a Spurs fan, and like he's just trying to pray that Jesus becomes a uh, becomes a flop at Arsenal, and it's like I can't see that really. Um, I think he has he he wants to prove something, like coming to Arsenal from. The champions, like you, have something to prove. Um, at least at this point, is what I mean. Um, now, um, the uh, women's Euros is just started, and uh, England beat, I believe, Austria one nil today. I didn't watch the match, but uh, there's a bunch of uh, Arsenal players in that team. Beth Mead. Um, who scored the goal? She was like one of the best players in the in the uh, the women's super league last season, and um, Leah Williamson, who is um, um, our center back, is also like the captain of the the uh, England team. So yeah, that's um you know, um, congrats to them, and let's see how far they go in the competition. Um. You know, what do you think about the Sterling to Chelsea deal? Uh, I think it's a good deal for them. I know from what I've heard from Chelsea fans, uh, Tuchel was not satisfied with the wingers or the wide, the wide players that he has. Especially last season, they didn't do as much. Uh, was it Pulisic? 
Timo Werner, Hakim Zayek, and even Kai Havertz themselves. That none of them pretty much pulled the record. Cause yeah, I think Chelsea made one of the highest number of chances last year, and and they scored. But then that has to do with them not having a center forward and with Lukaku not playing well. But yeah, so I think they just want someone who drives more at players and dribbles a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, City were ready to to move on. And you know, it's one thing I've noticed like the the truly, truly great teams don't hold on to players too tightly. Yeah. When a player is like wants to leave or like or a team comes with like a significant amount, they're ready to let go. Like I remember when uh, Leroy Sane left City, I was surprised that they sold him. I was like, yeah, this is a, he's still quite young, he's up and coming, but, but yeah, they let him go. And that's one thing with Pep, he's always willing to let people go because their recruitment has been so good over the past couple of years I know I know I think that's just what good teams do you don't let you don't let it be that you're in I the guess player you, go is above the is team. above the team or that you know if one player leaves your entire team's team falls apart you know, mm. it's, I think it's what I mentioned a few episodes ago is it's why sort of Barcelona are in this predicament yeah because they didn't picture life without Messi and so they and so now that Messi has left, they're just like scrambling in everything. Yeah. And, um, you know, speaking of Barcelona, the uh, Frankie de Jong saga continues. Um, this one has been going on a while and uh, it's starting to get really weird because the Barcelona uh, president, Joan Laporta, came out to say that the club wants to keep Frankie de Jong. And uh, you also showed me that meme on Bleacher Report today about uh, them owing him about 20 million euros still, which is why the negotiations are are a problem, right? Yeah, it's it's so weird what's going on with Barcelona. It's like, because remember a lot of their players had to like agree to pay cuts, I think this past season, so that they could sign uh a couple of players and then now i guess they're still owing some players money but yet they're signing some players it uh, yeah. i know recently they they sold some of their image rights or was it tv rights i sold so that they could generate about 200 million euros yeah they're trying to do any and they're literally chopping their arm off um or should i say chopping their nose off despite their face just to make sure that they can get targets that they want. I mean, and it's so interesting because, you know, looking at another case like the Rafinha one, uh, Chelsea were so set on it. Leeds had agreed with Chelsea for the fee. And then Rafinha said, no, 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 no. I still want to go to Barcelona. Um, But Barcelona weren't able to meet Leeds' valuation. And now they're still trying to find a way. Now they're trying to find a way to make that deal happen. Um, and I'm like, okay, but what about Dembele? Is that done completely? I thought he was signed a new deal. So I'm like, what What does Barcelona want to do? Do they want to get Rafinha, keep Dembele? Do they want to sell him? Like, well, this is... Well, I mean, well, technically, Dembele's contract has expired. Mm-hmm. But then I, I think the offer is still on the table for him to resign because technically right now he's a free agent. 
And I think there are also rumors that Chelsea were interested in, in him as well. So who knows what's happening there. And like, yes, uh, we see that they're still trying to get Rafinha from Leeds, who it, it seems like those guys just ghosted Chelsea after Leeds accepted the bid. <laughs> I thought it was funny because of like the way they clowned Arsenal fans after the bid came out. <laughs> yeah, it was some pretty good banter, but then... W- when the shoes were turned on them and <laughs> it was it was pretty funny too it's you know, it's what they say what goes around comes back around yeah that's why the, the transfer business is like i would say especially this season it, it, a lot more people i think are paying much closer attention um and starting to see how volatile the market is cuz things change on a hourly basis not even daily basis so um you just never know what's going to happen you never know what's going to happen tomorrow um but yeah uh, i don't know barcelona or in a just just i don't know they're just in a bit of a situation um so it'll be interesting like i'll be so surprised if man you don't get that deal done because I, that's their number one target like i really think I would be very surprised if they don't get Frankie De Jong. It 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 probably will get done. It's just going to take a lot more dotting of the I's and crossing of the T's. I believe it's it, it it's too much of a high profile case right now to just sort of ignore it. I mean, it also comes down to the fact that I don't know I heard rumors that De Jong doesn't want to go, but other places I've I've seen that he's open to the move. Mm. So it, it yeah I I don't even know what to believe anymore because it's it's just a lot but yeah Barcelona's financial situation is just screwing everyone over <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the only way I can I can describe it yeah. I like yeah apparently they had agreed terms with Rafina but then they can't afford what what Leeds are asking for but. But then apparently they've they've matched Chelsea's bid, but then we're not hearing much of on it right now. I mean, man, you have brought one player in, um, the kid Malasia. Um, so yeah, I they, think they, was, the kid is like a left back or something like that. Yeah. Um, City, on the other hand, they've been just moving about their business they got calvin phillips um you know they have holland um no, they're trying to work on cucurella from brighton no city are pretty fast with your business as soon as they want a player they go for what they believe is a decent price and once the the selling team isn't asking for too much they get it done as soon as stuff is agreed boom the next day they just announce it that like we've reached an agreement to sign this player Unlike some other teams in England, yeah, <laughs> who take two, two to three weeks to announce they've signed a player. Yeah, um, and those uh, city is extremely efficient in in pretty much almost every way that they run their club. And uh, yeah, they have the whole all money stuff, but you still have to admire. A well-oiled machine. Yeah, um, I think those—that's most of the the news that I have so far. Do you have anything else? 
No, that's it as well. Like, uh, it's just, I think today was a bit of a slow day with transfers, but uh, hopefully by next week, we will have a lot more to discuss and see what's going on. I think some friendlies, some preseason friendlies are also taking place this weekend. So Mm -hmm. we'll have that as well to just, you know, just a little bit of something to to chew on Mm -hmm. until the uh, season starts. Like it's hard to believe that you know we're gonna have preseason already and and the season will be starting again pretty soon. Yeah, man, it's this year is like probably one of the busiest years I've ever seen for football. Yeah, just just yeah, let's just hope for more more exciting news. Anyway, so I guess yeah, that's what we have for this week. Thank you once again for joining us. Yeah, guys, and uh, we'll be keeping an eye on the the women's Euros too, um, for some of the interesting games we see. Yes, we will. So, thank you once again. We'll catch you guys next week. All right, peace. Bye.